American football in Finland. The voice in your ears is Perfect Purpose, and this is American Football in Finland. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Coach Q and Chris Green. What's going on, fellas? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, how's it going, everyone? We all good? AFF Podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm for real, people. American Football in Finland is currently available on more than 25 different platforms. Wherever you listen, be sure to rate us. Anything less than five stars will tell us that you are a hater. Let's get into this show today. We're going to talk about the 2022 Maple League season and how we think the teams are going to finish this year, how we think that they're going to finish this whole season out. We're not talking about who we think is going to win the Maple Bowl per se. Let's talk about who we think is going to win the regular season and leave it at that. That way we can readjust these before the playoffs. The 2022 season looks to be very competitive. We've made our preseason predictions online, but we'll actually go into depth today to discuss why we made those picks. Let's move on to pick number three. I'll throw out my pick. At number three, I have the Helsinki Wolverines. Now, I feel like I have them at three, and I feel like that might be low to some people. I feel like I need to defend why they're so low and not higher. Let's be honest here, guys. You're lucky I put you at three. (laughs) Because... Don't don't judge them on the pass, Harvest. I put them on three based on the roster. And the Wolverines have shown time and time again that a roster doesn't make them great. They've shown that they can have a great roster, play crappy all year, and then just happen to be good enough to make it to the Maple Bowl in the offseason. 2020, everybody played five games. I don't care. This is going to be a 12-game season. You can't limp through 12 games. You can't spend six games trying to figure it out. You can't get your imports here a week before the first game and then think, oh, by the middle of the season, we'll figure it out and make a run. Not in this league, not against these teams. The reason I have them at three is because I think Jabari Harris is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. As long as he's on that team, you saw what he did with Porvoo last year. They should not have made the playoffs with that roster they had last year. Once RJ got hurt, they should not have made it. He carried them. We can go back to at least three games and say Jabari won those games. Having somebody like that on your team, okay, I'm going to put you in the playoffs. Because just like we said about CP, I think Jabari can still use some games. But outside of that, you got a a very good roster. I think the talent is high, but I don't know if it's going to work or click together in the games because they've had problems with having talent before. But not to go off of their history and to stay with just this roster, they're loaded, they're going to be good, they should win enough games to be easily three, four, make playoffs. But I put them at three because I think that they're they're good. I don't think they're great. Uh, what about you, Q? Who do you have at three? I also have the Wolverines at number three. The reason are the reasons are somewhat similar to to what you're saying. Not to discredit Michael Madley and his coaching, but like you said, we've seen this before. Roster wise, they are good enough to where I believe they will make the playoffs because of the names they have, Jabari, RJ, Jamo, Curtis Slater, some other signings, but I gave them three for the simple fact that I think they're a little more equipped than the other teams behind them. Whatever um, they do, they they better not lose the game they're supposed to win. They can't they, miss the playoffs, that's for sure. They can't miss the playoffs. I gave them three because I think their roster is pretty good on paper right now, and I know a lot of the guys that play in there, they're playmakers, so 
I think they'll they're they're definitely one of the top teams. What about you, Chris? Who do you have at three? I've actually gone different, and it after four and five, I said that was my hardest decision. <laughs> one, two, and three, <laughs> two and three. This was my next hardest decision. I've actually gone with the Roosters at three. Okay. Call me stupid. You'll be the first person to put the Roosters at number three, I think. Forever. (laughs) Hey, I'm rolling the dice here. I'm rolling the dice. I don't think anybody's in the last 10 years ever put the Roosters not at one or two. The one season we put them at two when we thought Vossel was going to be really good. But other than that, like, I don't. Explain yourself, Chris. (laughs) I think the the Wolverines roster is just better, which is why I've put the Roosters underneath the Wolverines and the Steelers. I just feel that the Wolverines and Steelers, from what we know about their rosters, I just feel that they're better. The Roosters, I guess I'm rolling the dice. Someone's got to be devil's advocate. You could quite easily put the Roosters at one, but I've put them at three. I just think that there's too much firepower on those other two rosters, which is why I've gone against the grain here and gone with the Roosters at three. They've also got an untested quarterback in Bryce Stancombe. I I believe this is his first time over in Europe. Not a proven QB over here. With the two QBs as well, I'm looking at quarterback play. The Steelers and the Wolverines have better quarterback play than the Roosters, just because I haven't really seen much, not seen anything of Bryce Stancombe. So we'll see from game one. But again, it's all preseason stuff. We're just looking at rosters here. And that's why I based my decision on. I'm just basing it on rosters. As I said, Roosters could quite easily be seeded number one at the end of the season. But I put them at three. I'm going to play devil's advocate and I'm sticking to my guns. You are by yourself on that one, my good friend. Because (laughs) I'll be honest with you, I'm just as fan of anybody about bold takes. But when you... With the Roosters at three, you know what? I give it to you also, Chris, that you haven't been burned by the Wolverines like we have. So that makes sense that you would give them the nod. Yeah. Because okay. I want to say that season that they went to the Maple Bowl, somebody had them at number one. Somebody picked them at number one. And we all said they looked I'd like be. number one. Yeah, was it you? Okay. But I didn't fall for it then either. If anybody is listening, if you've been following us, hopefully you have for the last six years, I will never make the mistake I did. And back in 2017, when I chose the Royals to win the Maple League, that was the first and the last time I've ever been wrong about my picks. Since then, I've always chosen the right team, and it's been the Roosters or the Steelers. And I've even been right picking the right ones out of those two. But one team that I won't pick, sorry to say it like this, is the Wolverines until they prove something to me. I ain't falling for it. But kudos to Chris for saying that the Roosters won't be one and two. And again, the rules of these picks, guys, is this is our like end of the season. This isn't our Rooster could still be his Maple Bowl pick. Okay. I don't want the Roosters to come all the way to UK and lynch you out there, man. So, you know, don't get upset. He said three. He said playoffs. If you make playoffs, you can still be a top team. Before the playoffs, we're going to pick who we think will win the Maple Bowl. But yeah, that three pick, you're on your own out there. I'm going to take yeah. it on the chin. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Hey, I'll take it. I'm out here putting my opinion out, and that's that's what I think. So I'm going to stick to it. I have the Roosters at number two. The reason I have the Roosters at number two, again, I feel like they're lucky I put them at two. Like you said, you make a perfect pitch about their roster not looking like a top-team roster. There's a lot of changes, a lot of unknowns. But the thing that I think that we're not using when we look at these rosters is – the coaching staff, 
the coaching staff of the Helsinki Roosters. And I've said this before and I'll say it again and I'll probably say it until the day I die is that you can't substitute depth. What they have is a lot of coaches. They have a lot of good coaches. That makes a difference in a game where you play against teams with three or four coaches. When you can look on the other sideline, they have eight to 12 coaches. They have coaches upstairs in the skybox. They have coaches on the field. They can communicate. They can see things that the other teams can't. You had the Vassar Royals last year playing with one coach. I mean, and if you count Nana, he had an assistant, so two coaches. Like, you can't win those type of games. And this is what the Roosters bring to you every year is they're an organization. They're run like a team. They're going to be able to give you scouting. You're going to have practices. They have enough players to actually give you a look and scout the other team. And during the game, they make adjustments. No team in the Maple League has made halftime adjustments as good as the Roosters in the last five years. That's including the Steelers. We talk about their roster, how great it's been, and they've always had the great players. But this coaching staff is going to prove that they're one of the best in Europe this year. But this coaching staff is going to be able to make adjustments during the game that other teams aren't going to be able to make because they have the depth in the coaching staff and they have the knowledge. They have very good offensive and defensive coordinator. Yuha does a great job managing his staff and making sure they're in the right position. This is one of the best teams in the Maple League. I don't care about the roster. That roster is just young, but it's not – a bad roster. Those are youth national team guys. Those are national team guys from the U19 and U17 squads. They're not bums just playing because the other guys retired. So I think that they'll be the the number two seed going into it. At this point, I still give them a chance for the Maple Bowl. I still think they're a team that could very well win it. What about you, Chris? Who did you put it to? Because I just went Roosters. So I've got the Wolverines at two. Their roster is insane this year. They're still adding players as well. They've got a lot of Americans that don't count as Americans that are proven ballers. They've upgraded their offensive line, which was an issue for them last year. They've got an American O-lineman in Noah Ramirez. They've got a Swedish offensive lineman in Leo Bronze. They've addressed those issues. They want to protect Jabari. Yes, they don't have a running back at the moment. They may have signed one by the time this airs out. And I think they probably will go after one. And I think they will sign one. That should be top of their priority list. They've also upgraded their pass rush in Billy Velasti from the ELF. who played in the ELF for the Frankfurt Galaxy. That roster... A lot of people are saying, oh, it's smoke and mirrors and you're not going to fall into the trap of the Wolverines. Okay, fair enough, but I just can't see past the signings that they've made. They're a well-established organization. I don't like the fact that they're playing at the Velodrome this year. I would have liked to have seen them play at Braun. That, that Velodrome field might come into play here with the Roosters more used to playing on that field. But they've just got weapons everywhere. RJ Long, Martin Emos. You've just got weapons everywhere. This offense and their defense, they've made some upgrades on which they needed to. They just seem like they've settled season woes from last year in terms of the holes that they needed to fill and they filled them. I just think that they're going to be very successful this year and they're definitely going to be in the mix. Again, very tough between Roosters and Wolverines for me. Could have gone slightly either way. I respect your decision about the coaching staff. That's a great thing that maybe I didn't think of, but the players play, the coaches coach. And I just think that's it. I'm glad you said it. mm, I just think that the roster for the Wolverines is better. And I think that they're going to come out at number two. I think that's a, a great view on it, you know. The players play. I mean, I made my case for the Roosters, and it's mostly about the fact that they're coaching and their roster is better than what people think. But you make a really good point about the Wolverines having arguably the, I would say, second best roster 
second best roster talent wise up end of the top roster, depending on how those guys play. First cube, because it looks like you got a different number two. Any last words about the, the Wolverines before we not talk about them anymore? I'm just curious to see what they do, but we'll see. Like you said, it's preseason. I'm not even gonna get my hopes up right now. I'm just gonna <laughs> wait till wait till the season starts. But you guys are disrespectful. You guys are disrespectful for putting the Roosters anything other than second or third. So Chris, hey. I'm not with you on that. <laughs> hey, the been burned once. They've got a high ceiling. They've got a high ceiling. The Wolverines. The ceiling is so high. It's whether True. they reach that ceiling or not. And I'm again, I'm rolling the dice. I think they will. They have got the potential to reach that ceiling. I think they will reach that ceiling. I'm gonna say it again. Chris just hasn't been burned by the Wolverines. That's what it is. <laughs> we've, been, we've been burned before. Once you've been burned, you don't take those leap of faith on them. Q, who did you have as the number two? Who did you have as your number two pick? I went with Corpio. No slight against him. I was never a fan of the pandemic championship. Mm, so he said it didn't count. I, he said it here, folks. It didn't oh. count. It didn't count. I, look, this is going to open a can of worms. They're going to probably kill me on gridiron, but oh well. <laughs> Jabari has a song for I, that, guys. I respect it because, yeah, you did win the amount of games that were allowed to play. But do as a player, as somebody that watched that season, I mean, they won last year too, though. Like you're talking about yeah, two I'm, years I'm ago. Okay, okay, so, okay, okay. Sorry, I'm, I'm protecting my pick. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that I think they're like this big dynasty team mm. right now. I don't think they're dynasty worthy yet. Last mm. year, solidified championship. Last year, solidified championship. I can't take nothing back from them. Solidified championship last year. They earned it. They they obviously were the healthiest, best team throughout the season. Their running game was superb. But it's kind of one of those things where I think they might be comfortable in the fact of, all right, now we're the team and we're the team to beat and everybody wants to beat us. So you tend to not address certain things on your roster because it's been working. It's kind of like somebody being married for like 10 years and every Monday you make hamburgers and and then later on down the line, your wife tells you, you know what? I'm kind of tired of hamburgers. But then you say, well, we've been doing this for 10 years. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think Corpio will be in the top running right now. Roster, history-wise, I think they will be in, in the top. But I think the Roosters just made more decisions to put their team back to where it needs to be. And I think Corpio didn't do that. I think Corpio made a few little signings here and there, and they're consistent with their finished players, which is good. They have trust in their finished players. But I think this year they'll be number two. And it's hard to say that preseason, yeah, but yeah, I just think that I think I've seen everything that I possibly can see out of, out of Corpio. Can I see anything better? Mm. We'll see. I think they're definitely one of the top two teams. I just think the Roosters, this is their year to get back on top. I'm just being honest. Chris, I'm going to let you rebuttal because uh, who's your who's your number one pick, Chris? I've got the Corpio Steelers at number one for me. So ex- explain why Q is wrong. So they've, re- <laughs> <laughs> they've re-signed Joey B. They've re-signed Anthony Reasonover. Two massive reasons why they won last season. Lay Anthony reason over insane running back, crazy talent. But what they've also done is again, Quapio always find a way to get these European offensive linemen. They've done it again. They've got a guy who played for the Barcelona Dragons and who's from the Czech Republic. They've signed him at like playing guard and center. 
They've also signed a guy from Poland as well, who they had him on the team last year. That offensive line is insane. And it was opening up holes like the Red Sea for Lee Anthony. Yeah, Lee Anthony is a talent. He's a crazy running back and his yards after contact are just insane. But that offensive line is crazy good. And I think Joey Bradley complements that offense well with what he can do in the pass game. And we saw a little bit in the run game as well, what he can do in the run game, keeping the ball. They've upgraded their defense. They've signed an American linebacker in Cody Leonard, who's going to be a stalwart for them in the middle of that defense. And the Steelers, they just do it right. Coach Pecker's got a good thing there. As I said, they've built it from the ground up. Not only did they sign good imports year in, year out, they developed their homegrown talent. And their homegrown talent is really good. You know, they've got the likes of Tino and Dongo, Tino Dongo back this year which is going to be crazy for them in, in the deep passing game. And I can't wait to see him hook up with Joey B. And then what complements reason over is the one-two punch with Tuko Lettinen. I said about him a lot last season about what a great finished running back talent he is. Very tall guy, runs quite high. I like his running style though, but it works for him. Great guy. And I just think that the Steelers, they're just the team to beat at the moment. They've proved it over the last two years. I know Q don't count the COVID season or whatever, but other teams, they were kind of looking at his eyes a bit of a write-off. The Steelers took it seriously. And I think they were one of the only teams that did take that season seriously. They said, you know what? We've got games. We're going to play them. We're going to sign some guys. We're going to win the Maple Bowl. And then we're going to back it up. I wish we had a, a producer here. If we had a producer on this show, which if we made more money, we would, guys, we'd have a flashback to Seth Peters that season saying, we know some guys are not trying to take the season seriously, but we are. He said that right here on this podcast. You reminded me of that when you said that going into that season. The Steelers have been taking this seriously ever since they got to the Maple League. There is no well, off. Why would you not? You're putting your body on the line. You're going out, you're playing a contact sport where you have limited time to play that sport. You have limited opportunities to win a championship. Why not go win a championship? Who cares how many games you got? You can only beat what's put in front of you. You're going to do everything that you can in your power. And this this is how I would roll as well. If I was the head coach of that team or if I was playing on that team, I'd be all in exactly the same. So that's why I would count that season. And I just think they are the standard at the moment in the Maple League. I think they've done things right. Again, they've got a good coaching staff. They have the roster at the moment, arguably. They're the top contender. That's why I put them in number one. I have the Steelers at number one also, and I've been trying to go, you know, later because when, when Q said they're number two, I'm not going to lie, I was a little upset. And <laughs> I, the thoughts I had in my mind were not those that we need to have on this podcast, Q, because <laughs> I'm just going to say, because you said that, you know, the, the Roosters have made the, you know, the most moves to fill the holes on their team. And my immediate response for the Steelers is, what holes? Just in case y'all don't know, what holes? You got to look at this team and you got to realize this team was complete last year. This wasn't a team that you looked at last year. and Like last year you looked at the Roosters, they almost got caught up by the Butchers. And you're like, okay, there's a little chink in that armor. What chink? What chink you going to get for the Steelers? There ain't no chink. They don't have to change their formula. And what the Steelers have done is they stole the blueprint. They came up. And we always talk about how it's a great story, how they're doing it right, they're doing this. But once they got that team that they knew that, hey, this is a team we can build a dynasty, and I say dynasty, I'll give y'all both with – well, not what you said, Chris, sorry, what Q said. I'll give you that. 2020 didn't count. I don't care. They were in the Maple Bowl the year before that. They just didn't win it. 
and then they finally won it. That's how you get there. You lose it, then you win it. Okay, I'll skip 2020. This is the year they cement the dynasty. They win this year, it's a dynasty. So instead of changing, because they won last year with the best roster, they brought back the best roster. The changes they made have only made their team better. One thing that we haven't mentioned, Tino and Dongo is going to play defensive back this year. That's a lot of speed just put on defense. Instead of going and getting the import like they did last year on defense, they're using homegrown. They're doing what the Roosters have done during their dynasty. The Roosters dynasty was built. They used imports to get them there. And then they started sprinkling in finished players. So they didn't have to bring over as many imports and they bring in a higher quality import. They start keeping imports. Guys like Curtis Slater, Brandon Connett, playing Jason Spears slash Taylor, staying for years because they had fins that could step up and play in the Maple League. That's what the Steelers are doing. They stole the blueprint. They got there their own way. They see the blueprint instead of rechanging the wheel. They're working with it, and you're going to see it this year. You're going to see a lot of names that you didn't know were in Quopio. Now they're in Quopio doing things, and they're going to come out. I'm not going to say the names. I know a couple of them, but I'm not going to say the names. I'm going to let you guys see them as the season goes because the Steelers have the best roster from top to bottom, the most depth, and coaching staff-wise, I'm not going to say that they have a better coaching staff than the Roosters, but I would say they have a similar coaching staff. I think they have a few less coaches overall, but I think the quality is very similar and they can match up. If they can match up with the Roosters in the coaching with the schemes, the X's and O's, then it's players play, right? They got a better roster. So therefore they're going to be the better team. If you think any other ways, I think you're crazy. I'm sorry, Q. I didn't want to say it like that, but I had to say it like, if you think the Roosters have a better team than the Steelers, it's just, that's not the way it is. And Roosters, I love the Roosters. I buy Roosters gear. I love the Roosters team. I like the Wolverines. I always thought about I think Jabari is one of the best players in the league. But the Steelers have the best roster, top to bottom, and this is a players play league. And they will play the best. They have the only roster that doesn't have chinks. You can't find holes. You don't find matchups that you like against the, the Steelers. There's not a matchup that you're like, oh, I'll take this other team. No. One of the best players that we talk about is CP. He's a running back. I'm still taking Lee Anthony Reason over, over him. I don't want to because CP my dude, but you got to go where, where the skill and talent is. Steelers have the most talent, the most skill. They're going to be the first place team at the end of the regular season. That's what I had to say. For the last part, we're going to let Q do his rebuttal with who he think is going to win, who's going to be the number one team. Q, who you got? Well, being that you guys have already stated your opinion <laughs> on who's going to win, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna let you know I went with the Roosters. I went with the Roosters for the simple fact I think they're back. I think mm. they will be back. One thing about the Roosters that I know from experience is that it doesn't matter who's that quarterback. Since I've been around Finland for finished football, there has only been one Roosters quarterback that I can remember that didn't make it a whole season. And he just might have been a mistake at signing. But ever since every other quarterback has had success with the Roosters. So I'm not I'm not worried sure. about this offense so much. I just think they're younger, more energy. If you follow PPI, the Roosters have like the top young guys in the world, pretty much. I just think some of their younger guys are going to be really, really good for a long shout time. Out, shout out to Santu Vekovaki because that, I believe that, man is a that kid is one of the best. <laughs> and they have him as a tight end. Yeah. I don't think he'll be big enough to be a tight end. I mean, his family genes say maybe, but I still think he's one of the best receivers that you just ever going to see. If he hadn't got hurt two seasons ago, I really thought he was going to be an all-star. 
if we ever get to see him all out, he's going to be a problem. I think the Roosters are just, they call it a rebuilding year. I don't think it's a rebuilding year because a lot of those guys have got so much experience. Even the younger guys got to play a lot in the last few seasons. And the Roosters are just one of those teams where, like, age doesn't really matter. If you can play, you can play. You'll get to play. I think they are excited about this season. I think they picked up some imports that can help them a lot. I just think the Roosters are, are getting back to a new them, a new team. Um, them not winning the last two seasons with the roster that they had, I think is a problem. I don't think the Roosters lose three championships in a row. I just don't see it happen. If Corpio does it, kudos to them. Coach Pecker, he's always been a competitor. Like I told y'all before, me and Coach Pecker used to play against each other. I know what type of coach they have, and he's a competitor, and he's a smart guy, and, and he's showing it. But I also believe the Roosters have the fan base still. They still have the coaches. I think they're going to be all right. Let's see how it goes. But I'm going to Roosters, man. Not just off of the fact that I got some rings with them, but <laughs> I'm going <laughs> off of I think they just have a really good roster. They're bringing a lot to the table, and I think they're going to be the number one team. I'm really feeling it, fellas. So I'm going to add a little something, something in here. I want to go through each team one more time and just name one thing, either one, one thing, one player, one aspect that could be the difference for this team to, you know, be that squad this year. What do you think could help them to be better this year? Everybody has UNC at seven. What is something that you guys think that they could do to, you know, turn the tables this season? Chris, I'll let you go first. Sign some more players. <laughs> Agreed. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> Everybody agrees. Sign more players. Okay. Let's move on to number six then. We got the butchers down there. Q, you take this one. What do you think? Oof. The same thing as number seven. Sign more players. <laughs> you need depth. You need depth because it's going to play a part at some point. If you make it to the playoffs, your depth is going to play a part. So uh, you need more players. You got to recruit. You got to get those guys, those bodies, that repetition in practice. I like that. Also, I think for both of these teams, I think you're both in good situations that when that Swedish league is over, y'all better start shopping. Y'all might as well start watching now. Swedish league is over in, I think, July, like July 2nd or something like that. Mm. Middle of the season here, guys. Y'all go pick up those players and get their asses over here to Finland. And you could change the playoff race at the end of the season. It could change by just bringing over some of those players that are already in season form, have already played a short season. We know that the talent is over there. There's a couple of Americans over there that are worth bringing over. Uh, somebody bring Matthew Resloff over here because that kid is killing <laughs> it out there. Like, mm. It's ridiculous. Yep. That's my guy, but somebody bring him over here. Let's move up to the next team. Since we both picked the same ones, let's go with the Crocs. Chris, you take the Crocs. What do you think they need to do? Keep their quarterback healthy this season. Last season, they had a lot of quarterback woes with a lot of injuries. If they can keep their QB healthy, and he's the guy that people are saying he is, I think they'll be successful, and he'll complement CP, CP15. And in power, we trust, is always going to do his thing, so... <laughs> Keep that QB healthy. They should be good. Uh, we'll go Eagles. I'll take the Eagles. I think for the Eagles to be successful this year, they need to win all games at home. I think if they can knock off some of these top teams at their home game, their home field, I think it's grass. If they're playing the same field, there's going to be grass. So some of these teams might not play that well at grass. If they can 
still a, a home game. They can still one or two. We could be looking at playoffs, maybe even a three seed, maybe even higher. Who knows? But for them, this season is going to be all about winning close games and stealing that home game. I feel like they have a really good roster, really good coaching staff. They have all the tools. But again, they haven't been tested by Maple League teams. They're not going to be able to just cruise over anybody, even these lower teams. But I do think they can definitely compete if they steal a couple games. Let's go Wolverines. And I'll give it to Q. What do you think they can do to be better this year? I think the Wolverines have to take advantage of the mismatch that they'll be faced with. I think they have to have some chemistry between Jabari and RJ like before. I think they have to get Slater involved in offense early. They just have to use the weapons they have the right way, not to try to force anything. Just go with what you know work. Give the ball to your playmakers. Limit the mistakes, turnovers. But more than anything, the Wolverines just have to have this team unity and that would be their biggest part. Their coach has a big personality. Their quarterback has a big personality. Sometimes that can be a problem when it comes to decision-making in big games. The quarterback knows best. The head coach knows best. And then there's a clash between, oh, we should have did this, or we should do this. And like you say, let the players play and let the coaches coach. If they can have a mutual respect and a mutual understanding of what this team can do, that's going to be their biggest part because one thing about having a lot of big egos and a lot of Americans who've been around a long time on one team is that everybody wants to be the coach. Everybody wants to say we should do this and we should do that. If they could just go back to just playing football and let Coach Madeline be the coach and they play like they want to play, the Wolverines can be a really good team. What about you, Chris? What do you think about the Wolverines? We're going to double up on them since they were a top two team for you. Using the weapons the right way, Q kind of touched on it. They've got all these big names and these big weapons. Can they use them in the right way? Let's go next team. Let's talk about the Roosters. I'll take them first. It's hard to say this and not sound silly, but they're one big player away. They've signed some good players, but they've signed players that we don't know how they're going to look in the Maple League. If they have that one player that just, you know, he's that all-star and just makes them look great. That puts them leagues ahead of everybody else. I think the organization, the team, the the local player is going to play great, but they need a face of the franchise. Like right now, when I think roosters, it's just an organization. When you used to see roosters, you think Miro the hero. And then before that, Brandon Connett, Jason Taylor, like you're naming all these people and you're like, Oh, those like homegrown names right now. They don't have that. I feel like this season, somebody has to break out. My money is on Santu Vekama. Go ahead. Do your thing, dude. (laughs) Be that guy. (laughs) Throw it up to him, Bryce Stancombe. But somebody has to step up and be that guy for this team. And that's going to separate them in this season. If not, I still think they'll win. They'll win a lot of games. Maybe even make the Maple Bowl again. But if they don't have somebody that can just step up and be that guy, it's going to be hard for them to get over that hump of beating the Steelers because the Steelers have guys. Steelers have guys that we know they can put it on them if they have to. But the Roosters, they still have to find that guy. Q, what do you think about the Roosters? What else would they would need? Only thing they need now is to show that they are who they are. That's the only thing they do is go out there, be the Roosters, be exactly that. Go out there, fight for four, four, four quarters, win big games, one thing the Roosters can do, and that's make that play to win big games. We've seen it over and over and over. I've seen it 
playing against Carlstad Crusaders in 2017. I've seen them do it against Dacia Vikings. I've seen them do it against multiple international teams. If they use that culture in this season and say, hey, we're going to be the team to beat. Yes, nobody knows about our imports, but we're going to show them. The Finnish guys, the younger Finnish guys who've been coached by Santu, who's been coached by Oko, they're going to show it's their time now. So I think the Roosters just have to go out and play. That's it. Go out and play. They already have a unity that is unmatched. That's unmatched. You can't buy the unity that they have with guys on their team. So I think the Roosters are to just go over the top and say they're going to be the champions. The only thing that they have to do is to just show people. That's mm-hmm. it. Simple as that. Just show up and play. All right, last team. I'm not going to say nothing about them because I'm, I'm getting emotional about this team for some reason. I don't know why. The, let's go Quopio Steelers. Chris, what do you think they would have to do to – what I want to hear is what do the Steelers have to do to cement their dynasty since, you know, some of us believe that the 2020 season was, you know, Astro. Stick to all they're good at. Hand a ball to Lee Anthony Reason over let him do his thing. He needs 20 touches a game at least and then work the play action off it. That's how they're going to be successful. Don't break the routine. It ain't broke. You don't need to fix it. Carry on with what you're doing. It's working. Don't change the formula. You've worked it out, as we said earlier. You've worked out the blueprint. Keep with it. Just keep doing what you're doing. They don't need to change anything. I think those are great things that we all said about those teams. I feel like we definitely covered this season and these teams and what we think is going to happen. But obviously after the first game, all this is moot. So we'll move on. (laughs) (laughs) All this before the season. That's it for this episode of American football in Finland. Hope it was worth the listen. Any last word before we get out of here, guys? Q. Well, I'm just excited to see what the guys bring to the table. Um, it's going to be a good season, seven teams, a lot of football to be played. Like we said earlier, this is just preseason prediction. So hopefully people don't take them as personal as before. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's nice that we're almost back to that time again where the season is starting. So I'm excited to see what everybody puts out there. How about you, Chris? Yeah, man. Just, hey, anyone, if you're offended, slide in the DMs. Let me know. Prove it to me on the field. Show me. Hey, <laughs> as Purvis always says, my DMs are always open as well. I want to know. Hey, come talk to me. I can't wait for the season, guys. It's going to be a good one. And and as I said, it, it was tough to pick those seven teams. You know, a couple were easy shoe-ins for me, but some of them really, really difficult. And I can't wait to see how it unfolds. Last thing I'm going to say is, you know, on the podcast, we're definitely sticking to, you know, Maple League stuff. But on our Instagram and stuff, we're, we're going to be trying to give some love to the Women's League as well this year. And I'm actually going to do picks I'll have predictions out. I don't know if they're out before this episode or after, but I'll have my predictions for the women's league. And just like Chris just said, you know, if you got a problem or if you like it, if you like it even better, send me a message, you know, hit me up with a comment, you know, at perfect purpose and we'll wrap it up. And we're trying to make sure that everybody gets a little bit of exposure out here. I think both Maple and the women's Maple league are going to be very competitive this year. It's going to be a great year of football in Finland. And that's why we're here. AFF. If you enjoy the show, please Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, 
Podbean. Actually, I think it's Google Podcasts on Google Play. But if you use Android, I'm not upset if you just follow us on Spotify. Because, I mean, it's just weird if you use Google Play or Google Podcasts. But wherever you do listen to your podcasts, don't forget to rate us five stars. Anything less than that. And we know that you are a hater. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at American Football in Finland. Until next time, never forget T-I-F. American Football in Finland.